We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. Engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and Friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power. Experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. Love God more than we love our husband and our children. Took me a 
while to get that worked out in my life. I had made my loved ones an idol in my life. And all of that had to fall. All of that had to fall because we cannot put our family above God. Amen. His consuming fire enters the spirit of man and burns with the same fire that burns within God. And our God is a consuming fire. It consumes everything in its path. Like a roaring fire and it overtakes and consumes everything in its way. There is any hesitancy about entering into the fire of God. The presence of his person melts away all fear and doubt. I'm blessed to have received the baptism of God in my life. I didn't ask for it, didn't choose it, but it came. When I came through the baptism of fire and he burned away all the dross in my life, and well, I guess I still still burning, of course. But there was a lot of burning went out during that time. A lot of burning of my flesh, a lot of burning away of my soul. And that was when I came through, I became a carrier of the fire. But we have to be careful that we don't lose the fire. In this world, we will have trials and tribulations. But be a good cheer, I have overcome the world. Amen. All right, so as Christians, and as we are, let's use Billy Up's work, plowing through, it feels like we're, does it feel like you're plowing sometimes? Plowing through all the distractions that are thrown at you by the devil every week? Yes. And, we, and as we're plowing through these things, we can become weary and well-doing. We can become tired. And we can lose our fire. So I'm preaching again on the fire because I'm crying out to God, refire me. Refire me, God. Leviticus 6.13, the fire shall always be burning on the altar and it shall never go out. Your heart should always be an altar before God. Always placing on your altar anything that you, that you would love more than you love God. Amen. Are you discontent? Dissatisfied? Searching? Drifting? Dry? Depressed? Sad? That's where most of the world is, Christian. And you've got to be on fire because you're the only light they're going to see. Then ask the Lord to rekindle your fire. I cried out last night, Lord, light my fire. Mm -hmm. I told you last week I was going to stay on Psalm 19. I really tried last night, but I couldn't go there. I can't, it can't come out of me what's not God. There should be no difference between the pulpit and the tabernacle altar. For the minister of God to bring the word of God, it must be presented from the altar with fire. It will come at a sacrifice. You're going to have to go before him, lay down your intellect, lay down whatever it was you plan to do, lay down anything that comes in that must come from the altar of fire. Like the Old Testament offering, accepted material from the man or woman of God must be holy, H-O-L-Y, and holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, consumed in the presence of the Almighty. And he will consume you. He will consume you. And I cried, oh God, consume me. 
totally consuming God. Anything else is trivia and should be treated as such. Foolishness. That which is presented before the people of God should be an offering worthy of the flame and should be given to man from God. The sacrifice on the altar is the minister's life and prayers as he seeks God. Now, y'all know I said to me that there are some ministers who are preachers and there are some ministers who, who are pastors. But I find that life requires both of me. But the only way I can preach is that I've got to go lay myself before God and ask Him what it is that He wants to say. Yes. Nothing less can produce the life of Christ in our midst. Paul preached <coughs> the very oracles of God. It says in Romans 3, 2. 1 Peter 4, 11. What are the oracles of God? The oracles of God are what God is saying. Not what the social culture is saying. Yes. Not what society is saying. Surely not what the pundits on television are saying. Amen. Surely the fire of God has hit our nation in every corner. Let us cooperate with the fire of God and not be part of the problem. God's fire is burning our government. Our FBI and Justice Department is so corrupt that we don't even know what the truth is anymore. But I already knew that there was a culture in the FBI department because I had a family member who was in the FBI. And the FBI agents regularly uh, frequent prostitution houses as a part of their culture. Okay, Carol, back here. Don't get back. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Peter 4.11 If any man speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God gives. Yeah. Why would you want to give people your opinions and your philosophy and your theology and even your testimony if you have not overcome whatever it is that God had to stretch himself to save you with. Amen. Then it's all about you. Come on. Come on. We should be speaking the oracles of God, what God is saying. If you're here, you know there's three voices. Y'all can tell me. But tell me what the first one is. God. Okay, tell me what the second one is. Tell me what the third one is. Enemy. Satan. Y'all got this. I don't need to preach it. <coughs> so what, what, what voice do we want to speak from? God. What about in our everyday conversation? God. What about in uh, our communication? God. And what do we all listen to? If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God gives. Amen. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. All of our preaching and teaching should be magnified and glorified Jesus Christ. Amen. Not the beautiful gifts the Holy Spirit gave us, 
which are wonderful and they're to edify and encourage and build up the body. Not the offices that Jesus has given us through ministers he has chosen by promoting the office. No. The gifts and the offices should magnify Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. And with the oracles of God. There's a man in the Old Testament Ahitophel, A-H-I-T-O-P-H-E-L, if you have a better pronunciation, go ahead and say it. In 2 Samuel 16.23, word of God said he was a counselor to both David and Absalom. The council of Ahitophel, which he counseled in those days, was if a man had inquired of the oracles of God. So with all the counsel of this man, both with David and with Absalom. Now we know Absalom didn't listen. Okay? <laughs> no oracle of God in the Old Testament ever arrived apart from the presence of fire. I could have gone through the whole whole testament. And when the presence of fire came, God began to move upon the earth and move upon men. And men began to bring forth men to speak for what God is saying in the midst of the fire. One serving from the burning altar will forever taint a gathering. After that, nothing else will ever do. The rest of it, we're just trying hard to taint. This is a flame that burns so deep within, it draws a shivering world to its warmth. This is the consuming flame that once close enough to warm another catches that person on fire. We cannot say, and, I, and he is a young Christian and so on fire with God. This is to infer the fire will die back with the trials and pressures of the years. And then he will become as we are. Burned out. Oh no. Thousand times no. This is not what God has for His church. A thousand times no. We are to burn brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Instead of dying back, the fire must become larger. Now Satan has all kinds of assignments against you, and one of them is to be politically correct and socially and culturally correct in our society so that you don't make any ways or offend anyone. Jesus offended all kinds of people. <laughs> and if you are in the fire of God and if you're walking with God, I have news for you. The world is going to be offended with you. What was envisioned in the young Christian novice is but a flicker compared to the raging passion within the sight of God within a Paul or a Peter. God is consuming fire and gulfs on a Peter. The flames of fire and Peter caught on in the second epistle of Peter as he flamed out against a dead church in a fury that no one dare preach to them. Around the east gate, 
I, I'm out and about sometimes and they say, well, people are preaching this and preaching that. I'll be sitting there listening. I said, well, we're not preaching that. <laughs> no, we're not. Why would people not, not preach about the fire of God today? Oh, what about the sin unto death that y'all heard last week? Our, uh, that there are sins today that are unto death. That some of the sins of the Old Bible, Old Testament, that were unto death did not carry through Jesus. Uh, because one of them is adultery. Because the woman that was found in adultery, Jesus would not allow them to stone her. But in the Old Testament, that's a sin unto death. But because of Jesus' grace and mercy. Now, adultery will affect your physical body. It will bring sickness to your body. It is no longer a sin unto death, except you will live sick. <laughs> uh, but just if you're sick, that doesn't mean you committed adultery. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just making that straight. Uh, there was a teaching in the church back in the religious.
and the administration of the nature of God. It's a long time, and but if you just get in there and mine it out, one verse at a time, you know the very nature of our God. The number that's prominent throughout this is a mathematical model in this book. I'm just going to talk about it for a minute. It's number eight, and that's a new day, a new beginning, resurrection. It speaks to us of the living word who has risen from the dead. Psalm 119 speaks to us of the living word who has rose from the dead and his very nature. And it is the living word that as we allow the administration of this word to be worked into our life and all of the ten different facets of that word to work during all, that the very nature and fire of God, the consuming fire of God will flow through us. I listed those, but I'm really not going to go into them today. I did it mostly for myself. But Jeremiah 20, verse 9 then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. His word was in my heart, like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. You see, Jeremiah says, I'm not going to speak anymore. I'm not going to tell you what God's saying. I mean, you've already thrown me in the stocks. You've already stripped me of this and thrown me away and locked me up and done all this. I'm not going to tell you more about God says because you're not listening to me. <laughs> but his word was like a burning fire. And Satan will come to pastures all the time. And I said, Lord, I just preached that. <laughs> and nobody heard me. <laughs> nobody heard what I said. If they heard me, they wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I've, I've had that conversation with God. <laughs> and then I repent. Mm -hmm. That's right. When I'm reading the Word, and this happens to me, I, it's hard for me to go farther. I get through a few verses, and the preacher is in me. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to get up and start preaching in, uh, the Word. Yeah. I, I go to, at least we've got the Facebook now. I, when a preacher rises up in me, I can go to Facebook and preach it on Facebook. <laughs> but the word of God becomes a flaming fire in our bones and we cannot like Jeremiah we cannot hold it back but see the word of God has that power the word of God is Jesus himself and with, when we read that word the fire burns with us and we've got to go preach to somebody I don't hear it God called me a stump preacher. He said, and he said, I would preach on any stump that was out there in the field. And I went, I was, you heard me say, I was a child on the farm. And I would go outside and I would stand outside and I would preach to the animals in the air. <laughs> if you're a preacher, that word, God put it in you and it's going to burn in your bones. And you don't really care whether someone listened to you or not. Because you got to get that fire out of your bones. But see, God's consuming fire cannot be throttled. We try to throttle. There are times I would go back. 
We are not listening to me, God. I'm just going to preach a secret friendly message. I'm going to preach a sweet sermon today. <laughs> just everything out that way. <laughs> Present pulpits, meetings, fellowships, our one on one meetings, the fire is always there. Always burning. Always consuming the draws. Either by preaching or by conversation. You have conversation with someone. Hopefully that fire is burning. And always to the point where running the mill Christians loathe its presence. Yay, yeah, shun and de denigrate the messenger because of it. But no, the fire that is in me cannot be quenched and continually cries for more. For there is more. Lord, I cry out, make your words a fire in my mouth. Let the people hunger for your fire. <coughs> Just to hear one Jeremiah on the modern scene would be enough. God. Watch his fearless, flaming fierceness stand in the congregation of the world and declare an authority that has been lost by the translation of the social culture that has established it on man-made doctrines to its shame. Of course, Jeremiah was dealing with the same problem. One blast by the consuming fire would put all of us to our knees. And we would no longer try to placate, yeah. entertain, yeah. appease, our pamper, our social uh, culture. Amen? Amen. Amen? One blast. And the world would know the difference between what they've been taught and what actually is. It's been a blast in our government. And it keeps blasting and blasting and blasting. Pray that he doesn't compromise. Don't pray that they don't get to him. Yes, Lord. And compromise that blast that God had put in him. Pray that he doesn't get so concerned about the midterms that he compromises. Yes. And of course, we know it's those uh, moderate Republicans who are trying to uh, persuade him to keep everybody happy. I'm just telling you, God doesn't keep everybody happy. If you're going to preach the fire of God, you better be willing to become a sword. God's heavenly creatures live among the flames, and God's people are meant to as well. As we think on the hallelujah side, on earth as it is in heaven. A glimpse of the living creatures foretells a heaven accustomed to God's fire. I too am a living creature just as you are. And live in the presence of his fire. I will don't, and he's got to carry me through it, you know. I mean, you're not going to make it on your own. Let the fire fall. Let there be a sound from me and from heaven that rattles the earth. Yeah. 
earth is being rattled right now. The nations of the earth have been rattled. Where is that sound coming from? It's coming from a blast out of Washington, D.C. And the whole earth is just more than A glance of the living creatures foretells a heaven accustomed to God's fire. Ezekiel 1, 13-14. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. And like the appearance of torches. Fire was going back and forth among the living creatures. The fire was fried and out of the fire with lightning. And the living creatures ran back and forth in appearance. We sing, and oh, we love the song, this is the day of Elijah, these are the days of Ezekiel. The truth is one blast for either Elijah or Ezekiel who vacated the princess. Those who remain would be recognized as saints and would be accustomed already to the flames. I watched till thrones were put in place and the Ancient of Days was seated. And his garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, mm -hmm. its wheels a burning fire. You know, our God's throne is a chariot throne. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered to him. God says when he comes again, he will come again with ten thousands and ten thousands and ten thousands of angels of heaven. Do you think he's going to just leave the fire in heaven? I don't think so. I bet he's going to come with fire on that chariot of fire. Burning up! Said the earth will be, will be destroyed with fire. Perhaps it will be the very fire of God. A spiritual fire of God that will burn the dross of our nations and the nations of the earth. Does the scripture not say who makes his angel spirits and his ministers of flame of fire? Ministers of God, you are to become a flame of fire. The greatest need of pulpits and pew today is a flaming ministry. Yes. Nothing less is acceptable once one has been consumed by his fire. God's flame always touches off a flame among those with whom he fellowships. Ministry is to be accomplished through the flames. It is to be engendered only from the midst of the fire. They said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scripture to us? Jesus opens the word, and the word, the flame is in it. It will become a fire in your life. It's an overwhelming fire, and the only way it will burn out is to keep preaching. Declaring, proclaiming, and decreeing the oracles of God. 
Then the fire burns brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. Daniel's friends were surrounded by it, and the king couldn't tell the difference. He saw the fire. What do you think they were surrounded by? I can tell you what it was. It was the fire. That's why they weren't burned up. He saw only flames. With this exception, he saw the Son of God in the midst of them. Hallelujah. In that chamber were two sets of flames, man's and God's. Man's flame could not overcome God's flames. Neither can man's programs come near the true of God. Now, I just said something that came to me while I was preaching. Now, there may be a revelation. I don't know, but I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm thinking it's a good, good thing. <coughs> We've been told that he will not destroy the earth again with a flood. Although he's really threatening the earth with it right now. <laughs> and he says it will destroy the fire. And we have thought it would be the fire that we see burning like in California and out west. I'm beginning to think it's God's fire. Two different flames. There's the flame of the fire on earth, but there's the flame of the fire in heaven. That's right. And when Jesus comes again, and those chariots are spewing fire, and those wheels are burning with fire. And there's fire coming out of him. I believe it's going to be the fire of God that destroys the earth. Just came to me while I was preaching. You do it. that whatever you want to. I don't care. You <laughs> look at Moses. Moses was accustomed to the fire. The people were not. That's the case today. Once you become accustomed to the fire, you're not afraid to die. Because death no longer has a hold on you. You already got whatever that was flashing you died back there in that fire. <laughs> it was all gone. And you said you helped, you were trying to hold on to you burned in that fire. So death has no hold on you. The angel appeared to Moses in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. The people who followed Moses were afraid of God's flame. They missed the greatest opportunity the world affords. Standing and being in the presence of the Lord. They could have gone up that mountain with Moses. They were invited to go up in that mountain with Moses and go stand in the very presence of the flame of fire. And in the presence of that fire, Moses brought forth the Ten Commandments. And in the presence of that fire, God gave him all that he needed to remember and write the first books of the Bible. Amen. And all the visual could have gone up there. Church, are you going to miss the fire? <clears throat> I don't want to. I don't want to. And I'm going to count on some angels carrying me through. Multitudes of believers are still afraid of the fire. The Lord talked with Moses face to face on the mountain in the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to declare, Moses said, to declare to you the word of the Lord. For you were afraid because of the fire and you did not go up to the mountain. 
What will the fire God burn off of us? Probably what we've been seeking after in the world. What we've been seeking after in the world. In the last days, holiness and righteousness will be personified in two witnesses. They will demonstrate to this world that God is in the fire and so must those who abide in him. Now I can give you 20 sermons on 20 different authorities who will tell you who the two witnesses are. <laughs> but the two witnesses are all about fire. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. If anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. And they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. We know that the Lord himself is described in fiery terms. Take heed to yourselves where you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you in horror out of the midst of the fire. Now, I didn't have this revelation, but it's still coming in on me. When he comes again, and he's coming, and if you know your scriptures, many things are lining up, but we also know that that could be hundreds of years away, or it could be tomorrow. But there's some things that haven't happened yet that are written that still have to happen. We still have, it's on, Damascus uh, has never been destroyed. The Psalm 83 war is forming. The God made on war is forming. Mm -hmm. um, all the signs are there. Yes. Uh, I could go on and on with the different signs, but that's not what I'm talking about today. Okay. So I, while I'm preaching, I'm getting this revelation. Lord, I thought you were going to destroy the earth with a fire. Man's fire. Church, I believe he's going to destroy it with his fire. And like the Hebrew children, we will not be consumed. There will be two fires. Man's fire and God's fire. And those who are walking with the Lord and have walked in his fire, we're not going to be touched by the fire. And the Lord comes and consumes the earth with his fire. I believe this is the word of the Lord. I just got while I'm preaching. Mm -hmm. See me agonizing over these sermons, and then when I get them, I don't know what I got. And then when I'm standing here preaching, God tells me something like this. Did you already know this? I didn't. I never thought about it. Maybe somebody knew it. Uh, oh, Lord, help me finish this. His flaming presence went before the children of Israel out of Egypt. His flaming presence abode with them in clouds and fire. He spoke in power through the flame. Why on earth did the children of Israel fear in the fire of his presence? Why am I reading this message today? I tried to bring you Psalm 110, but he would not let me. I didn't understand what I was doing. I believe that I'm telling you today. That as the fire of God hits the earth, do not run from it. 
Because in the midst of the fire of God, you will not be burned, you will not be scorched, you will not be touched. Amen. And as he told me that that which is in heaven shall be heavenly on earth, that means there's an invasion of heaven. If there's an invasion of heaven, the very fire of heaven Amen. is going to come in our midst. Help me finish, Lord. Help me finish. Look at my notes, I guess. It came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud. He delivered the Israelites to the fire. Out of heaven, he let you hear his voice that he might instruct you on earth. He showed you his great fire and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. Deuteronomy 9, Understand today that the Lord your God is He who goes before you at the consuming fire. He will destroy them and bring them down before you. Exodus 19, 18-21 Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mountain quaked greatly. When the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain. The Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. The glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. We know much about the glory of the Lord. In the year 2000, the Lord called me to, be, to preach all the glory during that whole decade. I don't think I preached about anything but the glory of the Lord and his glory and the awesomeness of his glory. But when he comes, to destroy the earth with fire. According to Deuteronomy, when he came upon Mount Sinai and he visited with Moses, he came as a consuming fire. I'm just getting this longer. I'm figuring this out as I go. It's time for the fire to fall. Time to pray for fire to break loose on the church leaders and key folks. It's time to pray the same prayer as Elijah. That the God who answers by fire be God. Yes. Life-changing commandments of the Lord God were born in flames. Do you think he will come in any other way? Clouds of glory was fire that terrified the Israelites. Most of you in here have been through the fire of God. Some of you may have got stuck in the middle of it. <laughs> the life-changing message of the gospel is born the same way. Then and now. 
It will be born out of ministers who will bring forth the message from the very altar of fire. And unless the heavens are open above pulpit and pew, what issues for leader is without power. Until the Holy One's saints require a higher standard of measure, the lost congregations will continue to resort in Egypt, complain, murmur, be discontent, because they are not getting all of their Egyptian goodies. And they have no thought of Canaan. The fire that comes from heaven which blesses and brings signs and wonders. And perhaps because the church is not seeing signs and wonders, it seems that, when well, we know the very fire of God is on John G. Lake or others uh, that moved in the power of the fire of Smith Wigglesworth. We know that the very power of the fire of God moved through their lives. But I think the church, I'm not talking, when I talk about the church, I'm not talking about East Gate, I'm talking about the female church. We have become so comfortable yes. that we are like, well, we don't want to mess up anything. Oh, folks, I believe, this is now just about this belief, I'm probably going to start preaching from here on until God corrects me or something. Amen. When the key comes in flames of fire on earth, it's not going to be those trees burning over there in California. <laughs> It's not going to be those trees burning in California. It's going to be the flames of fire spewing out of his fiery chariot. It's not global warming. It's not global warming. He isn't. Our God is a consuming fire. And when he comes, he's going to release his time. 